0: Welcome to another episode of Pitch Cafe podcast, a place where talent meets coffee. It has been a fun journey so far hosting the Pitch Cafe show where we had startup founders in a fun roasting session with investors. But today's podcast is like none other. We are actually talking to a founder who has raised money for two successful startups and he is in the security space, which is quite hot. He has a very interesting projection about where data security startups are headed to. The most interesting part for me while talking to Vishal, who is the founder of Siklor, was that both his startups came out of IID Bombay Labs. We underestimate what students can achieve in a research lab in the university. Many students are not completing their degrees because they have this startup fad. But think about a situation where you complete your degree successfully and in the university lab, under the supervision of your professors, you're creating something amazing. Vishal's story is like that. So his first startup was his engineering project and his second startup was under the guidance of a professor at IIT Bombay. In fact, his office was very close to the IIT Bombay Labs. So this is a journey of a startup founder in the security space, and he has tons of advice for students who want to do their own startup. So here we have Vishal from SecLog. Without further ado, let's get started. Hello and welcome to another episode of Pitch Cafe podcast. This is Vida Patil, your host, and we bring you 10x hacks for startup and venture success. It has been a fun journey doing Pitch Cafe podcast and we always pick someone very special. Today we have with us Vishal. He is the founder of a startup called Seclore and I was thoroughly impressed by him when he gave his first webinar at Falcon X during the pandemic. Everyone was distraught. They did not know what was going on, uh, how to manage startups, how to manage uh, their team, how to work with investors during the pandemic. And there he was confident with a plan, showing results and outcomes, inspiring other founders. So welcome Vishal. What Thank a, you
1: Vida. Thanks a lot for having me.
0: Yeah, what a pleasure and honor to have you here. I'm always uh, completely uh, fascinated by founders from IITs and you are from IIT Bombay. So you know just to uh, open the conversation tell us a little bit about yourself you know where you are from india and what brings you to silicon valley and how long you've been here
1: oh that's a big question uh, so i grew up in a small town northern india mm-hmm. um, dad had a transferable job so constantly moved every 3 4 years uh, and then did my engineering at iit bombay and then uh, three in my final year my final year project got converted into my first company uh, that i started back in 2000 wow uh, which was called herologic herologic ran for um, about 6 years and so on uh, yeah, about 6 years mm-hmm. uh, and it was acquired by an australian company mm-hmm. uh, the the team it was a good acquisition the, the team spent a year year and a half with uh the acquirer and then around 2010-11, the same team uh, came together for Cyclop.
0: Wow, fantastic. So you are uh, on your second home run here.
1: Almost. <laughs> well, home run or not, yeah, it's that's relative. But yes, second company, uh, same founding team, it's been a pleasure working with.
0: Fantastic, fantastic. So Vishal, uh, I want to uh, grill you a little bit about this. How did you convert your final year project into startup? I have lot more questions, but first that because sure. this is viewed by a lot of student entrepreneurs and founders, and they are in the same state uh, right now. They are in third year and fourth year. They work on their startup ideas on weekends and and you know after they come back from college. Sure. So what is it that you can tell? You know, the top three things which made your final year project converted into a startup. What what did you do to make it happen?
1: Um, let me go back. So I think. Commercial viability is usually the biggest challenge with student-oriented projects. Mm-hmm. Right. So the so the first thing that I would advise anybody who's thinking of converting their academics into a into a commercial uh, project, mm-hmm. right, whether it's a company or or anything, mm-hmm. is to test out commercial viability very early on. Right. Uh, ideas that look very good mm-hmm. in, on paper and in the lab mm-hmm. turn out to be not such great ideas when they hit the market. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I think that's something that uh, I and, and the other co-founders at HeroLogic did very well which mm-hmm. is we field tested commercial viability. Wow. It, it, was, it was a very good idea on paper uh, and then it turned out to be a good, very good idea for you know when we went out and talked to businesses and mm. potential customers and uh, uh, and we pivoted me we, uh, we originally had one application of the technology which we thought was the was the best application and then we, we field tested that idea we realized that the original application was not perhaps the best application and this other other thing and i'll not get into the details but essentially we were trying to sell to regular enterprises and and then we figured out that it's a better idea to sell and position this technology to financial services companies,
2: mm.
1: which is where we found the, the most success. You know, in the in the five six years that the company ran. So I think field testing ideas is very important. Uh, is very important.
0: Wow, you have already nailed a startup recipe in your first startup.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, you pivoted, and you also uh, knew how to evaluate an idea and. Or test the commercial viability. Now, if you were to tell me three steps to evaluate a good idea, what would they be? What is your recipe for that?
1: Actually, there's just one, which is make sure you're, you're in touch with your potential customers very early on. The holy grail,
0: absolutely. Right.
1: Yeah, exactly. So as long as customers are happy yes. and customers validate this idea, everything else fixes itself, right? Fantastic. Employees will come in, investors will will invest, partners will partner. Right? All the other things will fit in place. So very early on, at least at Herologic, there are two things that, that were the focus. One is to make sure that we are continue to remain very close to the customer profile. Mm-hmm. And the second is to make sure that there is great, good founder chemistry.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Right, because companies can survive a lot of things, but they can't survive founders who don't work well with each other. Mm. Right, uh, com- There are a lot of companies which have survived Bad products, mm-hmm. bad marketing, bad sales. They bad, did. Yeah, they, yeah, there are a lot of companies Gosh. which have which have survived. But there is no company which has survived founders not being able to work together well with each other.
0: So you mean founding team? Because you're the yeah. main founder of Herald Logic or you had four uh, founders. Uh, no,
1: the, there were three founders wow. to the company mm-hmm. and we've just made sure that the three founders mm-hmm. just we established good working relationships. Uh, good role definitions. How do
0: you do like, that? How do you establish good working?
1: Uh, I wish I had a formula for that. It's more, <laughs> it, it's more organic. art. Yeah, it's more art than science. I mm. think uh, being, it's like marriage, right? Yeah. I mean, is there is there a success formula for marriage? I probably, I, at least, I don't know of it. But you just work things yeah. out. It's about the, making a decision. The
0: focus is making it work. It's yeah. not being logical about interactions. It's being absolutely. making it work.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, I would say the the two things is be close to the customer and make sure that the the executive team and the founding team Mm. knows exactly what they're doing.
0: Wow so that whole uh, communication you set up. Yeah. Okay I can't wait to start about Seclor. Already I'm getting so many lessons from Herald uh, Logic. So let's move yeah so let's move on to your journey at Seclor. I can clearly see why Seclor is succeeding because you've nailed all these fundamentals of forming a successful startup. But tell us about Seclore. you know, why did you start Seclore, and what Seclore is all about?
1: So Seclor uh, started, I mean commercial operations for Seclore started around 2012, 13 time frame. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh,
1: before that, it was a university project. So incidentally, Seclore was Bombay. also a university project. And
0: which university was it?
1: IIT Bombay, yeah, yeah, So it was You Seclore. did two
0: projects?
1: Yeah, yeah. So, Uh, Well, no, no. so so I'll I'll go back and correct that. So Seclore was not my university project, but I was involved early on in that, uh, in the university project, at IIT Bombay that is. Mm -hmm. Uh, So Seclore really started commercial operations in 2000, I want to say 2010 and early 2011. Mm -hmm. Before that it was a project and then it became a company around that time frame. Mm -hmm. Uh, The vision for the company was That we saw a big shift in the way enterprises were managing security and compliance right and enterprise security and compliance was mostly focused on defining a boundary uh like the the whole company is a boundary or a set of devices or networks or Mm. applications and so on were boundaries and then you protect the boundary right Right. it's like it's like if you want to protect the kid
2: Mm. yes
1: you set up walls around the house right but what we realized was that the, the assets right the, the children and and the the valuables for an enterprise were constantly moving outside of that boundary
2: mm. your
1: kids were going to school and they were going to soccer practice and they were going to chess and so on and it's and they
2: wider.
1: yeah and and they needed protection outside of the four walls of the of the house
2: right
1: and and independent of how much security you set up in the house if the main objective of what you're protecting is going outside, then
2: yes. it doesn't
1: matter how much you invest in protecting your house. Right. right? And we saw that trend back in 2011 because enterprises were relying more and more on people bringing in their phones and devices into work, yeah. a lot of information being shared with external agencies, uh, a lot of information. Cl- Enterprise cloud was still an early phenomenon back then, but of course now it's mainstream. So uh, we saw all these patterns. and we figured that there has to be a different way that enterprise security needs to evolve
0: right. outside
1: of setting up boundaries and and walls and so on
0: awesome so you know i want to dig a little deeper on this sure. can you tell me a little bit about the evolution of security itself and then we can come back to Seclore sure. and talk yeah, about yeah, the why yeah. of Seclore.
1: yeah i'm happy to do that so enterprise security information security that is information
0: security
1: yeah has evolved uh, mostly around defined boundaries and perimeters. Right? right. So the first, typically the first security technologies that we all encounter are antivirus systems, right? which everybody knows about the sure. dominant antivirus systems. And then as you move to schools and universities and, and maybe the workplace, we get exposed to more and more security systems like identities and firewalls and, yes. and so on, which, which protect us from the bad guys. Uh, but all of these security systems have one thing in common, mm-hmm. which is that they will define a boundary where that security system will be effective. Right? Right. So for example, an antivirus system says, I am going to be effective in this particular device that I am working on, Right. right? A-, a firewall system will say I will protect this network thats that I am that uh, you know, that is on the left hand side. Mm-hmm. Similarly, there are application security systems, there are identity security systems. All of these security systems define a boundary within which they are effective. Right. Now, the challenge here is that fast forward to 2021, which is where we are right now moving to 2022 pretty quickly. The The real asset that enterprises want to protect is data. Mm-hmm. And data is going across all of these boundaries. Data is going outside of devices, outside of applications, outside of networks, and so on and therefore, the traditional tenets of security are not applicable anymore
0: That's a major shift
1: yeah, that's a major shift and enterprises are are getting into a phase of what we call the data chase, right So they are chasing and going back to the earlier analogy of you know kids in the house. They are being forced to chase their kids as the kids go to the school and they go to the, you know, the swimming pool and they go to the soccer practice and they're driving around and so on. Enterprises are are forced to chase data as it moves around. And that's an impossible task. I mean, there's no way an enterprise can really figure out exactly everywhere the data goes.
0: Okay, correct me if I'm wrong. Can we say that um, information is moving to the edge? And it,
1: it's actually everywhere. The challenge everywhere. here mm. is that you cannot say information is going to this X place right. because it is going to every place imaginable.
2: Mm. Right? It's going
1: on your phone, it's going to the cloud, it's going to external agencies, it's going to watches now, uh, yes. it's, it's going everywhere. Right. Right? So the, the fundamentals of the security, enterprise security specifically, are changing because the very things that enterprises want to protect are moving outside of their country mm. and therefore going back to the child and house analogy, the only way to protect the child is to make the child security aware.
0: Absolutely.
1: Right? Absolutely. If you teach your child you know how to watch for the wrong signals, uh, how to make sure that they don't get into, uh, do, they don't talk to strangers and if, if it comes to arm them with with skills so that they can protect themselves wherever they go. And then right. it doesn't matter whether they are going to the pool or they are going to the school or they are going for soccer practice or, or driving on the road. The whole tenet here is that the asset itself needs to be security aware and the a, asset is information.
0: It's such an amazing shift. So you said information and then you use the word data. Right. Is that the same or do you differentiate?
1: Right now it's it's the same. Uh, the way I'm using it, I'm using it interchangeably. But yeah, it could be any kind of information, right? So it could be emails, it could be documents, it could be uh, XML messages, it could be any kind of information, yes. Right. Anything that is valuable.
0: So so great, uh, Vishal, thank you so much for summarizing this whole journey of security. Most people don't understand the nuances. Uh, the only thing we know is when the security breaks and a company is, you know, th- is in the headlines for a breach. So, uh, is there some, some experience like that you have had with your client uh, where you, know, you felt that your product was really uh, make or break or is that something uh, sure. you want to share? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so,
1: so, so Seclore's focus is to make sure that information itself becomes security-aware.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Right? So the simplest example here is that uh, you can send me an email with, mm-hmm. a, with a document and then that document or email itself will know. What are the security controls that should be applicable? So let's wow. say you, you send me a, a document and an, e- with an email, and now the that document itself knows that I'm my name is Vishal. So Vishal is only allowed to view and edit and respond back to Vida but not forward it to his friend in another, you know, in the next cubicle.
0: Amazing, right? So this is alive.
1: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so the document itself is aware now
0: Amazing.
1: of what should happen to the document or the email or you know, whatever is the information. Wow. right? So when I open this document, I can only view and edit and then I can only respond back to you.
2: Mm.
1: I cannot forward it to anybody else or, or do anything fancy. And, and all of these controls are going in the document itself.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, I have I have so many stories where customers have discovered fundamental things Uh, but let me let me talk about two Mm -hmm. Uh, the first one is uh, we had a very high-profile government agency actually and uh, the government agency had taken various levels of measure to protect to make sure that unauthorized people can't get into the enterprise file servers where all these confidential documents were getting stored and as it happens as a result of a phishing attack combined with some malware, uh, the the bad guys did get into the file server, right, where all this confidential information was stored, uh, and and they took everything away, right? So so millions of documents and so on were lost uh, because all these security systems were uh, compromised, but this enterprise was our. Uh, customer and all of that those pieces of information that the documents were protected right were secured as we call it. Uh, and so even though that in, that information was with the with the hackers, they couldn't do anything with it. When they pressed, when they when they tried to open the document, it would self-destruct. Wow. And the most important thing is that their attempt was captured and reported back. So this agency actually knew what were these hackers trying to do. With those pieces of information, so number one, the the information didn't get breached because you know the, those people were not able to get access to that, and secondly, they sent sent back information about their location. Right. Wow. So this so this organization now was able to go back and investigate and actually get to the uh, the set of people who had attempted or who had caused the breach.
0: This is such an amazing case study. Yeah. It's a great sell. So, uh, you know, reminded me of uh, a lot of uh, election um, uh, news where some files were, uh, you know, thrown back and forth, you know, by both parties and uh, also the WikiLeaks uh, scenario.
1: So, all of of those situations, uh, imagine having a kill switch for that information, right? Right. You press a button, all that information vanishes.
0: So, it doesn't exist right now. This seems pretty disruptive what you're doing.
1: Yeah, yeah. So it, it is and, and the kind of implications to what it means is is even more because now you can share information that you would have otherwise not shared.
2: And mm-hmm.
1: right? because now you have control over that information. So maybe you would be hesitant without without SecLore you might be hesitant around sharing information about you let's say your personal health records or your tax filings and so on. But now with SecLore you can share it and then if you if the relationship changes or you can't uh or you don't trust the person anymore you can press a button and all of this vanishes
0: this is very useful because you know working with financial advisors you share a lot of information that's right and uh, wow so i i think uh, it's not yet out there in the market and uh, what it can do if it's out in the market so it is not really in social media networks it's used for Uh, specific businesses
1: right yeah so our focus has been the company has been around for for some time and we have about 2,000 enterprises who use the uh, technology large enterprises like American Express, Applied Mm. Materials, um, General Motors right and so on the large enterprises who use our uh, technology to protect their most confidential information yeah, so it's been around, we've only focused on enterprises, right, right now we don't have a offering for individuals to be able to protect their personal data. Right, Maybe that's that will come a little ways down the line, but yeah, large enterprises use the cloud very regularly.
0: Yeah, I was thinking more on privacy uh, of data on social media also, that is one stream, another vertical is healthcare. But healthcare data is shared, and you know privacy matters a lot. So
1: yeah, so healthcare organizations, yes, mm-hmm. uh, financial services, healthcare, government, and defense, uh, manufacturing, you know any any whether you are a drug maker or a car maker or a equipment maker or or whoever, right? As long as there is a, there is intellectual property to right. be protected, right? Right? Seclore uh, comes in and delivers that value
0: yeah so you' are more security not privacy just clarifying
1: uh that's not uh, correct Fully so we correct. do yeah that's so we do uh it's a combination of what what seclo does is is a combination of privacy goals that an enterprise has and security goals mm. so the idea here is to be able to share information without breaching security or privacy regulations right
0: right yeah, so it's both. So just to give a perspective to the listener, how often are security attacks happening in corporations? What is the frequency without a solution like SecLor or similar I'll solution? I will mm-hmm. give an
1: example. So our our system tracks unauthorized attempts, Right. going back to the example I was giving you earlier. So let us say you share information with me. I am an external legal counsel, you have shared a legal contract for me to review uh, and I I'm only supposed to review that legal contract and send it back to you but not forward or copy or print or make copies or you know any any of that. Now in an enterprise for one of our customers uh, which is about 100,000 100, people, uh, we saw that there are about 14,000 attempts every day,
0: 14,000 within a corporation,
1: within one corporation within gosh. one day, gosh, gosh, uh, unauthorized attempts to access or share information that was not supposed to be that.
0: So, do they all get penalized for that for doing it? Whoever we, does it? Well,
1: the secular system blocks it from happening. Reports mm-hmm. that it is su- such an attempt was made and so on. But of course, the the action around an unauthorized attempt is something which we leave so, to the so. enterprise. But but just to give you an idea of the size, there are fourteen thousand potential breaches In one that day. that the uh, enterprise faces every day.
0: Gosh. That's, right, a, that's, that's a very really large. large scale where the solution needs deployment. Absolutely. Right, fantastic. So you know, uh, one of the things I know, going back to Seclore um, and uh, during the pandemic days, the very first webinar you did. Mm. I want to go back to in time to that uh, right. part of your life. You know, everyone was in a panic, and then you there you were uh, discussing how you're getting your act together with your startup. You said focus on the customer and pivot accordingly. Hmm. So what did Seclore do to survive the pandemic? What was it like when the pandemic hit and what happened um, after that? Just, just curious. So we were in a
1: good spot. Um, I mean, it, now that I look back last one and a half years, uh, the pandemic, even though it's, it's been terrible for the world at large, for the company, for Seclore and the business that we are in, it's been fabulous. So, the uncertainty for us around customers, what are they going to do, whether our product is going to be relevant and so on, all of that lasted maybe four months. So,
0: this was in, uh, between Jan and April of
1: 2020. Uh, we, if the, we started seeing the effects only by March. So, by I March. would say March to through June. March through June.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: So, that was the time when there was uncertainty because enterprise was still figuring out what they needed to do, how do they adjust to the new reality and so on. But starting the middle of last year which is give or take june or july of last year we saw a big upswing in enterprises and the value that they associated to what we do because people working from home enterprise data was going to the cloud and so on and in that in this situation be having the capability to protect yes. information itself yes. and then let it go wherever it wants to go yeah. was the was the only option for a lot of enterprises so for us that period of uncertainty was very short four months right. and so but it was a period of uncertainty we didn't know where you know uh, which way the world was going uh, around the you know march april uh, time frame of 2020
0: so how did you manage your sales and marketing team did you did, were there layoffs or how did you be financially uh, disciplined during that time because i feel startups were all, uh, you know, hovering up, you know, they were just getting the act together. What did you do? What, what was it for SecLaw like?
1: Uh, I think two things we did is one is we made a, made sure that there was a lot of internal as well as customer communication. Right. Right. Yes. We made sure that the we are talking to the customers, figuring out what they are doing, how their priorities are shifting. Security itself in some cases was taking second priority over just getting people, set up to work from home and and so on. So, the first thing that we did is both external as well as internal, right, within the company uh, communication. We, may, we were focused on making sure that that increased and that didn't reduce as a result of this, all of these changes.
0: Right.
1: So, that was one. And the second thing here is that we made sure that uh, in this period of uncertainty, the company changed its direction its products its sales operations and so on fast mm-hmm. because uh, it was it was not possible to say say that hey we are only going to ch- define our product roadmap once in a year right right which is what we were doing prior to that right it was possible so we we got into a quarterly schedule of
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know the product uh, a quarterly schedule for uh, like town hall Meetings where the whole company comes together uh, used to happen maybe once in six months or
0: mm-hmm.
1: or thereabouts, right? Twice so a kind year. we
0: shrunk your cycles.
1: Yes, we shrunk all the cycles down to what was quarterly. We made it monthly. What was annual? We made it quarterly, and so on. So,
0: did this increase your burn rate?
1: Uh, Seclore has been very efficient on that front. So, Seclo has, yes. as a company, we are we've been cash flow positive for for a long time, and mm. through the pandemic, except for the for the three months. Uh, of uncertainty, the company has been cash flow positive. So
0: this is, this is a regular discipline you have. Yeah, it's it's the, the fiscal it.
1: discipline is just built into the, yeah, the e-
0: uh, ecosystem. Yeah, the uh, genes
1: of the company. Yeah, right, right, absolutely. So right. we wow, okay. so unlike a lot yeah. of other companies, we didn't have cash flow issues. There were no uh, big layoffs that that we are laying off. Uh, you know, uh, a right. significant portion of the uh, of the team and so on. So none of that happened. Uh, The company continues to be, except for that brief three-month period the company was, and then post that continues to be cash flow positive. And our growth rate increased uh, after that period. So since about middle of last year, the growth rate of the company has actually doubled in this period of the pandemic.
0: Fantastic. So you are now at uh, which round of funding?
1: Uh, We've raised two rounds of capital, A and B. I see. Uh, Yeah, so that happened some time ago. Uh, we might be looking at uh, another round of capital in the near future.
0: I see and how many employees do you have? In Uh,
1: sector currently is about 200 people.
0: Wow and they are distributed globally? Uh,
1: Yeah so US, uh, yeah lots of locations in US but mostly California and uh, uh, Boston. Mm -hmm. And uh, then we have a small operation in Germany. Mm. Uh, a pretty big operation in the uh, Middle East. So we have uh, Riyadh and Dubai, and then the main engineering center is in Bombay, India. Oh, fantastic. Oh,
0: yeah, IIT so. Bombay, of
1: course. Yeah. The heart, heart. of your yeah country. So we are actually right up, uh, not too far away from the IIT Bombay campus even today.
0: So, do you leverage the IIT Bombay um, like, uh, academic? Uh, feel in any form, uh, even though you're a big startup
1: now. Not, not anymore. Unfortunately, I, I wish we, we did a better job. But in the initial years, the first couple of years of the company, uh, the kind of contribution that some of the professors and a lot of students played in the early growth of the company was significant. So we are very thankful for, for that to IIT Bombay. Amazing. Uh, yeah, Amazing. yeah. But uh, we, and, don't, uh, we don't, we uh, don't do the, a lot of that now.
0: Yeah, that's the innovation cell or it's the placement cell or is it the labs? Which part of IIT Bombay was involved in this? The
1: the labs uh, was more. uh, Placement not so much. Uh, Mm. We don't hire like armies of people. We we go to a lot of colleges. IIT is one one of them we hire uh, from. But it's mostly the engagement with the professors and the labs that they run that yeah. was the in initial set of interactions we had
0: yeah this is a trend i'm seeing with all disruptive technologies they're coming from academic labs yeah uh, you know if
1: you look at Sector. MIT or both you know, the companies MIT's, that uh, yeah. that i have been a part of have come out of a university project
0: right and both have been in security
1: uh no logic was not in security it was in real time analytics
0: analytics okay but analytics is quite a big component of security yeah. as well
1: yeah yeah so it, fast forward 15 years now it beca- now is becoming a big component of uh, security for us today and generally the world
0: awesome fantastic so i think uh, we can go on and on mm-hmm. forever you are like a, a professor yourself <laughs> no and, no and, uh, you know, no. Uh, let's put you in the professor's seat and i want to ask you one thing where do you see this uh, whole journey of uh, you know a data heading it has become very personalized it's become very mobile and where will it go next what do you think is the future of data
1: Oh man, that's it's a, moved
0: out from your laptop outside. It's become wider. It's uh, in you're you're moving with the data. Now where will it go next? <laughs> so
1: I think I think what we are all seeing is that there is a tussle between between collaboration and security and privacy.
0: Absolutely.
1: Right, Absolutely. and and everyone, every enterprise, every individual is dealing maybe with maybe hey, should I share this information or collaborate or should I make it private or yeah. Should I make it you know how do I secure it, and so on, and this constant tussle between should I allow something to happen or not allow and the implications of that right uh I think the world at, at large has been taken has been taking very coarse choices yeah uh so for example, a social media network will say, "Hey, I will have access to all your data and I will use it the way I want it right uh and on the the security conscious will say hey, I'll not provide." access to any data and i will contain it and i will make it totally private and so on right and and where the world today i see ha- heading is that every individual should have more granular control of how his or her data is accessed and processed wow. i think the, i think the the world is moving to a place where you could tell your social media network or you should you should be able to tell your bank or your telecom company how what are the things that they can do with your data and or other things that they cannot.
0: Right. It is usually in fine print, but you want to make it uh, available to them in user friendly, yeah. Yeah. Uh, adaptable manner. I mean, yeah. that is a very big vision. Yeah. Uh, so, do you think that is the future of decentralized internet or uh, the blockchain uh, in driven?
1: Uh, it is a, a lot of things which will have to come together to achieve this objective. Right. right. If you need to be in control of your information. Across the bank and the telecom company and the social network and your uh, communication uh, systems that you use, a lot of these technologies, from you know blockchain that you that you mentioned, things putting things on the ledger, uh, to you know uh, telecom uh, infrastructure and so on, a lot of things will have to come together to make this vision happen. But to me, there is no other way. There mm. is this is the only way that. Uh, the data handling especially personal data handling of the future will look
0: like fantastic fantastic so such an amazing conversation uh, with you uh, Vishal, I, I wish you know I could go on forever but uh, one last message for the youth uh, entrepreneurs or the youth of today uh, as a startup founder what is it that you want to tell them one takeaway
1: yeah so so what I see here is that there is a lot of there are a lot of distractions that are happening. Uh, companies are getting capitalized um, teams are coming together the large companies entering spaces new spaces and so on for the people who are who are thinking of starting up on their own i would again once again say that stay focused on your potential consumer or potential customer and, and if that problem is fixed every other will problem will get fixed on its own yes. right so don't spend too much time on other distractions like partnerships or investments or you know, there are other things. All of these things will fall together if you have the eyes and ears and attention of your customers.
0: Thank you so much Vishal for such an amazing conversation. I'm sure we'll have a lot of founders in the security space and many entrepreneurs will be inspired by a big vision. Security and privacy cannot be ignored. We are in a data-driven world and we need more leaders and you know influencers like Vishal out there uh, and uh, such an amazing journey from IIT Bombay Labs can you believe what students can do in the lab and what can happen in the future uh, by students who are graduating and thinking about these life-changing and uh, society changing theories you know sitting and conceptualizing Uh, that is the most unique thing about Vishal's conversation today both his startups came out of IIT Bombay Labs and uh, thank you so much for this amazing story and all of you stay inspired Uh, until the next episode ciao thank you so much